Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Again, broken record on this. We're still figuring out what this is, but I know I love talking about all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. And today we have a very special guest. This is my very first listener episode, I guess you could say, of the podcast. Not the first Amanda episode, but the very first listener episode, because my guest today is Amanda Hardman, and she was actually the very first listener to send in an audio message that we played, I believe, on episode five of this podcast, all about how birds aren't real. And so not (laughs) only is she the first listener uh, submission, but she's also the first listener guest. So this is your sign to start sending in more audio messages, listeners, so that you can have the chance to come on the podcast. So Amanda, hi, thank you for coming on. I am so <laughs> honored. Honestly, I the minute I heard that you could submit submissions, I was sitting on my couch. It was 12 o'clock in the morning and I thought this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. So the reason I reached out to you is because I saw your TikToks because you made TikToks <laughs> about how you would you had started listening to the podcast and then you kind of went away from it for a little bit, which I understand. I get it. Life gets in the way. And then you got bored. So you started listening to it again. Love that. Love that for the legacy of this podcast. And that's how you found out that you had actually been like a whole segment of my episode with Mike from Mike, Mike and Oscar on the podcast. And we played your submission. We asked a bunch of questions. I may end up actually, let's play your submission one more time, actually, just so we can talk about it. Because you're still the only submission that I've ever gotten for audio submissions. We have email submissions. So I'm going to play it and then we can discuss (laughs) your audio message. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Amanda. Uh, My name is also Amanda. For my shenanigan, this happened, oh, God, it started about three years ago uh, when I found out about the Birds Aren't Real movement. Uh, I tweeted something like, birds aren't real, uh, the government's spying on you. Just make sure you know that information because, you know, you never know. Uh, And I put hashtag birds aren't real on it. So someone must have been looking through the hashtag, trying to convince everyone that used it that they were indeed wrong and taking everything, like, super seriously. So he replied to my tweet and said, well, how do you think the peasants lived, like, way back when in, like, France when all they ate were birds? said something along the lines of yeah they're just paid off by the government weren't real he didn't like that and then uh 28 screenshots of conversation later he's still trying to convince me that birds are indeed are real and i am wrong it turns out he has a phd which makes it so much funnier and ever since i've been going on with my my birds aren't real propaganda because we all know birds aren't real they're, they're robots. not so that's where i'm at <laughs> Okay. So for those of you not in the know, um, this stems, the birds aren't real movement stems from a, gosh, I'm going to have to pull up his name later and I'll put it in the show notes, but it's from a vine. I want to say that came out in 2016. Then it said that birds were all killed off in the eighties during the Reagan administration and were placed by robots to spy on the people. And so the birds work for the bourgeoisie. Birds are not real, basically is the gist of the vine. (laughs) And from that, this one vine, see, I think that's why TikTok will never be able to become as prolific as Vine has become because nothing from TikTok has stuck around as much as certain Vine things that just randomly became popular. Like birds aren't real as a whole on movement. There are marches talking about how birds aren't real. There is a van going around America right now that's trying to spread the gospel of birds aren't real. So I really was, so you said about three years ago is when you became aware of birds aren't real. (laughs) Yes. I can't remember why I found out. I think I saw like something on either Twitter or Instagram because they were like posting all these propaganda videos of like them on the side of the street with the little cardboard signs. And I thought, oh my God. 
this is perfect. I love this. It's so, it's so silly. I vibe with it. We can't trust the birds anyways. They are super suspicious. So I, that's mm. when I jumped on and I have been spreading, as they call it, the feathered gospel ever since. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, no, but I get your point about birds. They're everywhere. And the fact that there's different types of birds in different areas, suspicious to me, you know, it's like, okay, so like we got the seagulls, which are basically like the bird bourgeoisie Navy, you know, they're just chilling over there spying on all the ships coming in. We've got crows that, you know, they give gifts and they're like basically bribing people to keep their secret, you know, which I I am suspicious of, frankly. Pigeons are everywhere and they steal your food. So I'm a little concerned that like, the bourgeoisie is not feeding these pigeons because they're stealing people's foods. Oh, 100%. And like the birds, like the different breeds of birds, they have different, I guess, like roles and duties. So for example, vultures, they're cleaning birds, Mm -hmm. they're cleaning robots. Whereas like you got the pigeons, they're the spies, the chickens, they walk around, they got the ground on there. Cause I'm I'm still kind of debating whether or not chickens are real. We're kind of, we're figuring that one out. But um, I mean, for the most part, bird meat is synthetic meat. It's been confirmed mm. that there are still real chickens around. That was like poultry gate was one of the things that birds are real put out was these leaked emails about like, there's still real chickens somewhere in America, somewhere in like Midwestern America, but they're being okay. held by the riches or the rich people. And so why should we eat the rich to get the chickens back? Repopulate. <laughs> I, I like the, the game plan. So we have to, in order to get the real chickens back. Okay. Cause we're eating synthetic chickens. I'm a meat eater. I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not going to claim to be one. Okay. Okay, cool. If you are one, good for you. I'm just not. I like meat. Anyway, um, sorry, I always have to do little, little clarifications <laughs> like that. Uh, side note, if anyone tries to sue us over this really weird <laughs> podcast about how birds aren't real, one, thank you for I will have something on my wall commemorating your attempt to sue me over birds aren't real. Two, why waste your time? But I like the game plan of like, okay, so to, in order to get real chicken back, you know, like make chickens real again, okay? We... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even say that with a straight face. I tried. So we need to go after the rich and then we're going to get the chickens back. And then we need to, you know, breed them and repopulate. I agree. I understand. Okay. I'm trying to think what's another bird. See, some birds are huge. You know, some birds are like attack birds. They're giant, like bigger than me, giant wingspans terrifying they definitely work for like the cia part of the government like they are exactly they're they're like the the war birds of the military you know like they're they're sent out you know like drones in bird form okay (laughs) (laughs) well that's what they are they're drones (laughs) now i'm just picturing there's like okay so everyone's like oh my fbi agent is watching me okay but what about your bird how is your bird watching you? Like, does everyone have one bird or are they just like basically like little like security cameras? And it's like, if you cross their path, you're done. Your 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 face is in their file. That's a good question. You know, I haven't thought of it that way before. And mm-hmm. to be completely honest, I think it's probably more of like a surveillance, but for people who are like extra sketch and they need to really follow them, they have mm-hmm. a bird to follow them. But the thing is they have enough birds that they could do it. It just depends on whether or not they have enough like specialized birds because every bird has a job. So like if you have a bird that is more, I don't know, let's say like um, a crow or something that just kind of hangs around, follows people or geese, geese. Oh my God. Geese are so mean. Geese attack drones. 100%. (laughs) If they are tasked to go and follow someone or attack someone, sure. I can see that. But if you got a vulture, like a trash guy, he ain't worried about humans. He ain't worried about watching those guys. He's doing his own thing. He's cleaning up some carcasses, some roadkill. He's doing his thing. (laughs) Okay. One second. I need to 
got myself down. Hold on. I need some water. Jeez. Okay. So wait. Okay. So then those people who like very much publicize the fact that they have made friends with crows and crows are giving them gifts. Should we be looking at them more like with concern? Because obviously something's going on that these people are like, the the crows are like, okay, you are my dedicated human. I need to keep an eye on you. Should we be like keeping an eye on those people? Is that what we're thinking? Oh, 100%. Well, the thing is, so people who claim that birds are real, my theory is they are being paid off by the government or they are just unaware. Because there are some mm. people who just don't know, they haven't been enlightened to the, the feathered gospel. And so mm. they think that birds are real, so they will spread it. But the original people, the people at the top who are spreading that kind of stuff, they have a friendship with birds. Those people either work for the CIA, they've somehow been incorporated. That may be, I don't know, somebody's being held hostage. Something's happening there. And um, I, that's just how I think that it works is that's that's the relation. <laughs> so you are, in fact, you are Canadian. So how does the Canadian birds aren't real relate to the American birds aren't real or the U.S. B- birds aren't real, I should say, because we're both in North America. So that doesn't really work. <laughs> and that's thing too. I'm still making up my mind on whether or not it's the American CIA or if it's the Canadian mm. CIA that programs the birds here, because obviously the Canadian birds still aren't real. You, There is no reason for geese to be that angry. That is my sole ex- explanation. Geese cannot be that angry. They have to be robots. They have to be attack drones. So mm-hmm. I think that like with the US, the theory is that, or at least according to the official birds aren't real site, everyone's got their own take. So there's always like a little, little something Something different, but for this, the American version in like the 50s, they started killing off these birds with like water, um, the water jets, like the bomber jets. They took this oh, okay. special like chemical and then they sprayed it on the birds that would like make them decompose in a matter of days, so they would just be gone. And then they started replacing them. So up until 2001, they were killing off these birds. Also, that's the reason that JFK died. Apparently, is because um, the CIA was replacing the drones. And apparently JFK found out. And then a month later he got, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing the logic. I'm hearing it. I can't wait for the angry emails about that one, but you know, it's going to be fun. We're, we're going to, that's the point of this podcast. We're talking about shenanigans and that is a shenanigan. So no, but okay. So I hear what you're saying. Like basically there are checks and balances in place. So do you think that like every level of your government and every level of our government is aware that the birds are real? Or do you think it's a specialized segment and only certain people have security clearance to really be aware of one, the birds that aren't real or the birds are all not real and all of that, or that they have even access to the surveillance files? Like, are we picturing like one giant warehouse with walls and walls of files of data and, and like, uh, MOV files? Like, what are we picturing here? So they put the information in the mountains. That's supposedly what's happened is they've hollowed out a bunch of mountains. Cause that's my theory is that they, they test these drones and they build these drones in national parks or like provincial state parks, because who's going to know there is so much land. How are they going to find out? They, they cannot know. So they, they hollow out these mountains and they make them into huge warehouse facilities. So that's where they store everything. That's where everything goes. But like in the States, it's alleged that, um, <laughs> that um, only very high ranking people in the CIA know about it. So like the president okay. didn't even know about it for the longest time. So that's my theory uh-huh. is that like there's a very select amount of people that know. Of course, there's always going to be bird truthers who think, 
but they're probably not going to have access to all the information. It's just those higher up, like special guys who know what they're doing. A- mm-hmm. Absolute fiends to society, menaces. Um, they, yes. They're the ones who control it. So it's not even just that birds aren't real. It's that birds are quite literally the bad guys. <laughs> they are, exactly. they are the, the tools. <laughs> the birds are the tools of the elite to spy on the masses is what I'm hearing. Yes, 100%. Yes. Okay, now I have a theoretical question for you based on the birds aren't real movement. Do you think that they have proof of Bigfoot since they are in fact using the mountains to hollow out for storage? Do you think that the birds have proof of Bigfoot and other cryptids? And aliens. And that's why, oh therefore, God. it's so top secret. It's not just like it's not just like the masses' secrets and the masses' surveillance and they're trying to hide that. It's that they have evidence of other stuff. I didn't even think of that until now. Of course! It makes so much sense! <laughs> if they have proof about Mothman, I am going to lose it. I will, I will marry Mothman yes. on the spot, straight up. <laughs> I don't know. He's a harbinger of death. I mean, I think we need to be aware of that. I don't think he'd make a very good husband. I've always, I've thought about this extensively. I don't think Mothman would be like the most <laughs> marriage material for a cryptid because like he, he would just basically like you're in the middle of a dinner. You, you slaved away making a dinner. He, you, you were like, you know what, babe, I'm going to make a dinner because I want us to have a nice night together. And then in the middle of the dinner, he just goes like this. He gets all perked up and he has to go and, you know, be an omen for death, you know, and he has to literally leave in the middle of dinner. That's not, that sounds stressful. That sounds like, like, you don't care about me and our moth child. Like, yeah, like that's what that sounds like. <laughs> Is this the inspiration for where, like, Spider-Man and his problems with his relationships came from? <laughs> yes. Yes. You've heard oh it here God. first. Spider- <laughs> the, the inspiration for Spider-Man came from Mothman. And I'm going to, that's my new hill to die on. Is that the Spider-Man inspiration? It makes sense because, like, they have to run past all of, like, the the movies or whatever, past the, the, um, oh, was it the Pentagon? Like, if it's dealing with the army? So it makes sense! Oh, my God, the pieces are all coming together. The Pentagon also funds a lot of war movies. Like, there's, it's a really weird amount of money that gets spent on war movies from the Pentagon and things like that. So, love that for the U.S. We're really doing great with our military budget. The the 50% of my taxes going to them, jeez. And the birds, don't forget the birds. And the birds, yes. Too much of my taxes go to the military and the birds. Well, see, now that's an interesting question. How are we, how, what part of the taxpayers' money is going to funding the birds? That's the question. Based on the sheer number, my thinking is at least 5%. I would say so because, like, the, the, okay, so a, another little tidbit speaking of like war and that kind of stuff, it's, it's, alleged, you know, hypothesized that the Vietnam War was started to get more aluminum for the birds. That's, that's why that happened. They had no good reason to start the war. They were just like, we need aluminum. We're gonna, we're gonna pop on in there and just take it. So I believe that like, obviously it's coming out of the military budget. I don't think they're Mm -hmm. building rockets or nukes. They're building birds and they're just using these, these, I'm assuming CGI nukes just to say like, look at what we're doing, you know, wink, wink. But in the background, they're in the mountains building the birds. And they're attacking it's other like places the- to go and get more metal. I'm just picturing them. Okay, sorry. This just popped in my head. I'm picturing <laughs> them like, okay, on some military base where they're building nukes, they're just hoarding all their toilet paper rolls and then basically doing an arts and crafts to make like a prop nuke to just have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They're going to Michael's and Joann's and getting craft supplies. <laughs> a bunch of dudes all in their like military uniforms going through Michael's with a little... <laughs> I'm behind some old like quilter lady. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So do we think so I'm assuming at the start 
they kind of slowly started like getting rid of all the birds. Like you mentioned, they use the high pressured water canyons or whatever to nuke the birds and make them decompose super fast. But I'm assuming they kind of did it in waves. So no one would get suspicious. Cause at the end of the day in the eighties tech was not nearly as good as it is now. So some of these birds were probably like super obvious, like super suspicious. Like I'm picturing like, it's literally made out of like half drank smoothie <laughs> bottle. And then like a giant glowing red eye for a camera. Like that's what I'm assuming. So do we think that they, slowly did it and then eventually they were like okay technology is up we need to replace all the birds do we think there is a massive bird graveyard somewhere and then also are they timing their bird upgrades with the apple ios updates is the question i didn't think about the ios updates i think that they definitely did like start off slowly and then keep going because they had to have proof of concept of like is this gonna work are people gonna notice and they're like wow people are really stupid and we are great at hiding things we're just gonna keep trucking and so then they did um and then they just billions of dollars at the bird budget So then they just decided we're going to start a war, get some more aluminum, make a bunch more. But I think they hide the dead birds. So either, well, not dead birds because they're robots. The decommissioned birds. The decommissioned birds. Yes. When the robot apocalypse comes, we'll just have a bunch of like one eye glowing birds coming at us. And you know what? I've accepted my fate. It's fine. I'll die within the first five minutes. I will take that. They're either hiding in the mountains, like they've hauled out just like a a mountain just for the birds, or they're hiding it in the ocean because we only, we've only discovered 2% of the ocean. They're hiding something Mm -hmm. down there. And that's why I think turtles are also drones. You think turtles are drones as well? Like deep sea drones? All turtles? Because there's a variety of turtles. We have freshwater, we have seawater. What what are we? Seawater, saltwater turtles. Wow. Uh, Do we think saltwater (laughs) turtles or all turtles are drones? And then what about tortoises in relation to that? All turtles are drones. Um, and my reasoning is because the government, like with the Canadian government, they've been super against like plastic straws, what single use plastics, but plastic straws just in general in society have been way more like, I, I don't know, villainized, I guess, compared to other single use plastics because it kills the turtles. There's been so much press co- like coverage about the straws, not about like forks, knives, that kind of stuff. Why, why the straws? Mm-hmm. Suspicious. It's because they made a, a huge design flaw on the turtles that when they get a straw down their throat, it gets stuck and they basically just not necessarily like self-destruct. There's no explosions, but they just kind of shut off. They're done. They lose connectivity to the overall like the the circuit board, whatever it's called. I'm, I don't know why I'm doing this in my arm. <laughs> Well, no, that's that's exactly it. They shut off. They're done. And because they're expensive, because they're huge, you know, they got a lot of tech in there. It's expensive. Every time one of them dies, the government loses money. And we just simply cannot be having that. So they just decided, okay, we're going to get rid of plastic straws because they're killing off our turtles. Tortoises, tortoises are cute. So I'm going to say they're fine. Um, But everything else is is a no-go. Turtles are cute too, but they're drones. So they can't be cute. Yes. You know what I mean? So are we thinking thinking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in New York? Are they also drones? Or are they just like mutant freaks of nature? What are we thinking? Because they're totally real. I've decided. The Ninja Turtles are real. Same with Transformers. That's the hill I'm dying on is I convince any man I meet that like, oh yeah, no, the Transformers are real. You know about that, right? That's literally my new go-to with parties. It's super fun. Not that I get. Oh my god! I'm stealing that. (laughs) (laughs) So stealing that. I love. Like, how did you not know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You just got to be like, no. The government has a whole segment of killer robots and like fighting mecha robots. You didn't know about this? Not like Jaegers, but like Transformers. They have those. Those are real. The movies are biographies. You didn't know that? 
Yeah, I love doing that to people. Because <laughs> I used to do the cap that like someone was actually Captain America, like like Captain America was like a real person. <laughs> like when, around like the f- second and third movies of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like I could get away with that. Now I really can't. Too many people are like, you're an idiot. And it's like, okay, it's not fun anymore. The Transformers though, I think they're still niche enough. And despite the fact that they're like multi-million dollar movies and all that, like there's a certain niche adult content of that that I can still get away with explaining that people's like, no, this is real. But yeah, the Ninja Turtles, what are we thinking? <laughs> I think that they are real. I think that they are an experiment done by the government gone wrong to try to fix the turtles because like turtles obviously have some synthetic material along with birds. I don't think that's all like rubber and plastic. So there must be some kind of synthetic stuff. So I think that's where it went wrong is they were- Are they 3D printing birds? Now this changes everything. I haven't thought of this. Cause I mean, think about it. 3D printers used to be this most expensive thing ever. And then within like three or four years, you can buy like a $200, $100 3D printer for your apartment. Much like the porn industry really leads development on like cameras and things. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The porn industry is in charge of like, they, they put so much money into development of new tech and stuff that like they're basically like a whole venture capitalist firm in and of itself. So do we think that because they were trying to 3D print more birds, they tried to make it more inexpensive for them to 3D 3D print more birds and then by design they basically gave the masses 3D printing as like a norm. Is that what we're thinking? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it makes so much sense now. See, th- when you think about it too much, the pieces start to come together and it just makes more and more sense. <laughs> this is like a recovered memory, but like we're doing this in real time. We're, <laughs> we're writing the lore of the birds. This is what the government doesn't want you to do. Have conversations. That's This is what they don't want. <laughs> This is why they started the pandemic. So we'd all just stay by ourselves and not have any contact <laughs> because they were changing the batteries out or whatever. They were upgrading the drones and they didn't want us to talk. This is it. Oh my it makes gosh. so much sense. That's why the US government was so bad at, uh, you know, committing to uh, PPP distribution and all of that. It's because they were too busy trying to do a system upgrade on the birds. And that's why so many Americans got <laughs> fucked over and died. And that's, okay, we're going to get off the pandemic topic. <laughs> I think that this will just spiral into a bad place. So then, okay, do you think the fish, like, I'm assuming fish, I'm going to go ahead and assume fish are real. I'm going to go ahead and make that assumption the fish are real. Do we think that actual other real animals in the animal kingdom are aware of the birds aren't real and that the turtles aren't real? What are we assuming with them? Because animals know. I mean, I think dolphins do. Oh, uh, dolphins do? I agree. Dolphins are smart. Like, they can, uh, can they press buttons? I don't know if they can do that. But I feel like if you train them, they could. Like, with their nose or their fin, they could, like, slap a light switch on and off. I'm sure they could probably do more. Monkeys. Monkeys, I think so. Because monkeys, monkeys take down drones for fun in the wild and in various, like, um, zoo like habitats if they see drones like there there are multiple footage of monkeys like literally taking out drones so i think they know i think they see a light i think there's something that in the monkey's eyes that we cannot perceive they're they're the evolved primates that are like we're related to monkeys and all of that with humans but like they're better than us because i just know that logically (laughs) i think they know that the birds aren't real i think they know that so then if the monkeys know should we just get the monkeys to take out all of the birds should we just like set them loose from the zoos and then they can fix the bird problem hypothetically rise of the planet of the apes but then instead of humans they go after the birds i think that's you know what i i think that's right i think that's what we need to do And we just need to be prepared for, you know, the potential side effects of the monkeys being like, you know, hey, we don't like that you guys, you know, experimented on us and stuff. We're not a fan of that. 
And, you know, that's just so some Americans, specifically Americans, are going to be, you know, targeted. And I think that's just something we need to accept if we want true freedom from the bourgeoisie of the spies of birds. You know, I think that's just what we need to accept. And so if we get killed by a pong playing monkey, that's that's just the price we got to pay for freedom. Yes. Like you made me learn sign language. And then like they attack us. Like that's what I'm assuming with the monkey. <laughs> I wonder if they could they could shoot a gun. They could shoot a gun. I, I, you know what? I'll get shot by a monkey. Honestly, that'd be pretty badass. I, I see. It would get me because I'd be like, "Are you holding a gun?" Like I'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then I'd be dead. Like a monkey would do that to me. I'd be like, "Holy guys, look at this monkey with a gun!" And then I'd be dead. <laughs> oh my god, I would do that too. <laughs> Okay. Okay. If someone listening to this is like, you know what? I agree. Birds aren't real. Where should they look first for more information? First of all, if you are that person, I would like to say, um, I salute you. Uh, welcome to the troops. We need more bird truthers. So I'm so happy you're joining us. Um, birdsaren'treal.com, or at least I think it's .com. If you search up birds aren't real, they have a website full of the history, including all the stuff about, you know, JFK getting, you know, and the, the war and how everything started. It's a 20 minute read. I read it in bed a few days ago. It is so funny. It, very educational. You never know when you might need that information. Makes you very mm-hmm. fun at parties. I pulled it out last night and I got some weird looks, but it worked. And they also have merch. So I'm wearing, I'm wearing my birds aren't real shirt. And on the Oh my back, God, I just noticed that. <laughs> and here I'm wearing sweatpants. So I don't want to like expose myself too much, but on no, the you're back, fine. it says I, okay, hold on. My hair's in the way. It says I'm alive. Oh my gosh, with a picture of a pigeon. I love it. Yes, I can see it. It says, I'm alive with a picture of a pigeon for audio listeners. It is amazing. I love it so much. Um, And then they have more information. They have like, I ordered a flag a few days ago because the apartment's looking a little bare. So if you want like merch and gear, that's the place to go. They do like little newsletters every like, I don't know two weeks about new development. So like last year they did a thing on Thanksgiving that Thanksgiving is just um, bird propaganda, like pro bird stuff, super mm. educational, totally recommend it and follow them. They have like local bird brigades for different areas. So like for every state, I think they have a, an Instagram account that they'll go and do stuff. And then there's the rallies. So honestly, they have so much going on. It is so entertaining to watch and follow. This is one of the best choices I have ever made in my life. I do not regret this at all that's on record okay great okay great so amanda's had the veil ripped and so now that she knows that birds aren't real she sees things more clearly and i respect that so moving on we're going to take a uh, some time away from the birds aren't real movement because i feel like we don't want to overwhelm the listener you know with too much data and we don't want to overwhelm them we're like messing with their perception of reality right now so we're going to read a couple of the swell shenanigans submissions to the swell shenanigan email um i did not pre-read any of these Um, which may be a bad decision. I'm not sure. Okay, so here's some short ones. So basically, for those of you listening, (laughs) we have a Swell Shenanigans podcast email. It's listed in the show notes. It's just swellshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us your own shenanigans, any suggestions you have for guests or anything like that. Um, And then also like what Amanda did there, if you go through Anchor, and I'll make sure this is easier to find because I feel like with Anchor, it's not like automatically putting in the show notes anymore. So I got to figure out how to turn that back on. You can send in your voice memos if you would like to share your shenanigans via voice message. And then you can hear your voice on the podcast, which is super fun. So this is just titled Frat Shenanigan by Travis Ellick. Hello, Amanda. I'm Travis. And my shenanigan is... 
When I was 16, me and my friends would go to frat parties a lot because we were bored in our heteronormative city. One party we went to, we were in the basement on the long couch playing truth or dare when this annoying jock came by us and started listening in. Eventually, I started talking about how I wanted to move out of my parents' house. And this dumbass says, why? So you can have a girlfriend? Exclamation point, question mark. So I sat there for a couple of seconds and then responded, or a boyfriend. And I'll always remember the dumbfounded face on his of his until I die. So that's just a little, like he was in a heteronormative city. He went to a party and he was just like, yeah, I want to move out. And he was and just like, you know, the, the, react, the realization of this jock realizing that, oh, some people aren't straight, probably shook this man to his core. I'm assuming he was like some 19 year old, like three beers deep. That's what I'm picturing. And then he's saying jock, so I'm assuming he was wearing a jersey because a bunch of frat dudes are just like, yeah, I'm going to wear my jersey to a frat party because this is like fashion or whatever. It's like, get to represent. You know, that's what I'm picturing. So, yes. Okay. You just you were his realization that not everyone is straight that day, Travis. So I hope you you took that with you. <laughs> that is iconic. I, first of all, so proud of you. Um, you're doing the Lord's work out there. But just got <laughs> The the anti I guess depends on how you look. Never mind. Scratch yeah. that. Scratch that. <laughs> I'm so right. proud of you for breaking it to him. Um, let's go gays. <laughs> Be gay, do crime. That is the official small <laughs> entertainment small shenanigans tagline. So this just says shenanigans for the title. Um, this is from Katie. Katie Z, you know, um, that's her email. So this one's a little longer. I've got a chaotic okay. one for you. When I was 14, I was finishing my last final exam in my science class. I had finished and decided to put my head down and immediately felt weird. So I told my teacher and she said to go back to my desk and rest until everyone was finished. A few minutes later, I felt a cold chill and extremely dizzy. So I went back over to her and she gasped because literally all the color had drained from my face and I looked super gray. It was near the end of class and as soon as the bell rang, she escorted me out and prevented the last class from coming in until the nurse came up in a wheelchair to bring me downstairs. I stayed in the clinic with my dad until my dad picked me up. Sorry, Siri is yelling at me. (laughs) I stayed in the clinic until my dad picked me up. Oh my God, Siri, stop. (laughs) I stayed in the clinic until my dad. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hang on. I'm, this is gonna, can I mute you? Can I mute you? (laughs) The robot uprising starting a little early. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, I think I muted that. I don't know what I did. Wait, I think I just turned on. Yeah, I turned on your volume, not geez. I I hate. Okay, I'm not going to say their name because then it's going to turn back on again. Okay, I stayed in the clinic until my dad. Oh my God. Okay, clearly I can't say the (laughs) sentence. Until my dad picked me up and went home to take a nap, which wasn't wise, TBH. A few hours later, I was in excruciating pain in my abdomen and my dad drove me to urgent care to get checked out. They pressed on my stomach and immediately figured out it was my appendix. So we had to drive to the hospital. I ended up getting a CT scan after a few hours and had to be transported in an ambulance to the children's hospital 20 minutes away because they couldn't do the surgery in the regular hospital because I was a minor. I was so out of it at this point, but I remember telling one of the paramedics that he had a really dope mustache. It was like a porn stash <laughs> in parentheses. The next morning I had surgery and as I was brought back to my mom, the brand new hospital bed I was somehow on stopped working and wouldn't lower for me to get back in bed into the bed in my room. So fresh out of surgery, I had to switch beds. Can I get an ouch? Oh, and that's like, 
when you have it, like the appendix is, I don't remember if it's this side or this side that the appendix is on. I still have mine for some reason. Don't know why. It's like, that's such a, cause like when you get up anything, you're tensing all of your abdominal muscles. So you're probably pulling on your stitches regardless of what you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Throughout all of this, my mom was stuck on a plane in Chicago for hours on the tarmac because of a snowstorm and they had to de-ice the plane. So of course she wasn't thrilled to know her daughter was in the hospital. My mom and I are very close. So when she finally got back to Florida, 48 hours later, she called into my hospital bed with me and we watched Blue's Clues together. That's cute. As I was flipping through the channels, we stopped on one of the celebrity news hours to find they were talking about Zac Efron being hospitalized for appendicitis. Turns out I share a surgery date and probably a similar scar of the famous high school musical heartthrob. So that's pretty neat, I would say. (laughs) Also, try not to need surgery. Katie, thank you so much for sharing that. I That was a really long-winded way of sharing <laughs> that you share an appendix surgery date and probably scars with Zac Efron. But you know what? That's a badge of honor. So that's great. Zac Efron, if you were listening to this, you're not. But if you are, <laughs> you should send Katie a photo of your appendix scar to match hers. And I think that we should get her a copy of that so she can hang it up next to hers. I think that would be a really great, fun holiday idea you know for you to do with your fans i don't know what he's doing these days what is he doing (laughs) i don't know whatever zach efron is doing these days you should just take a photo and send this to uh someone who also has the same scar as you i think that'd be fun but that's all we have for these small shenanigans (laughs) email oh my gosh you know what she should do she uh katie should go and like um constantly message him like every single day like i have a friend who's been messaging seth rogan a picture of like the blob thing from monsters versus aliens every single day until he replies has not done it yet but if you just keep doing that eventually he's gonna have to see it like it's gonna take years perhaps how many days are they up to for sending the blob photo that's i'm intrigued I did not ask. Those were the details I should have asked for. I know it's been at least two weeks so far. And knowing them, they are so determined. They're just going to keep going until eventually he sees it. And I nice. just, I can imagine the Seth Rogen laugh of, I, I can't do it. Like the, I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not even going to try, but I can just imagine that as he's seeing all of these blob pictures after what I assume will be a year and a half. Um, And that just makes it funnier. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's all we have for today. So Amanda, you obviously this whole episode is because you sent in a shenanigan, but do you have another shenanigan you would like to share? Of course. I've been talking about geese a lot lately and that's because my mind has been on geese. So I live in Alberta. It's known as like the Canadian Texas. We're very yeehaw. A lot of of rednecks, a lot of hicks, but hey, you know what? That's my heritage and I'm going to own that. (laughs) You are the second Canadian. Amanda to come on to this podcast. <laughs> so uh, the thing, the, the, the most iconic part of living in Alberta, not the stampede. Everyone thinks it's no, it's called a little thing called farm fair. So it is, it is straight up just an expo for farmers. They have equipment, they have all this other stuff. And so little three-year-old me was taken by my parents to go to farm fair and the, the, the silver light, the highlight, the absolute honor a petting zoo. I see the little chickens. I see the little bunnies. My three-year-old little eyes are like locked. I'm dead set on seeing these animals. So I go and I walk over. Uh, I get in there. My parents turn around for a second and they turn around and supposedly I am choking out a goose. The goose tried to attack me. I was going to kill that goose. That goose was dead. My parents had to yank me out of there and had to hold on me the rest of the time we were going through this expo hall because I was going to book it back there. And I did try multiple times, apparently, to book it back and kill that goose. 
because it attacked me and we had a blood feud. I will never look at geese the same way again. I hate them. And that's also why I uh, believe so much in the birds are real thing is because you have you were primed you were primed for the cult of birds aren't real because you had a negative experience with a bird specifically a geese and honestly i think everyone has at least one experience with a geese i'm sure i have some buried in my subconscious and i just block them out because of trauma but yes no i mean hey you you were defending yourself this geese probably tried to kill you and you were like no and you so you 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 took revenge and i respect that for a three-year-old to know the concept of revenge i respect that (laughs) i feel like that says something about me but you know what if there's like a therapist or psychologist listening ignore that (laughs) don't tell me (laughs) it means you're you're threatened by your inner child or something like there's something (laughs) okay all right well thank you again so much for coming on um is tell the people where they can find you and all of your stuff Certainly. Um, so I am on Instagram, a.mandahardman. I'm on YouTube, Amanda Hardman. Um, if you bully me enough, I will finish. I have a video in progress about Burns Aren't Real. I did some field research. I haven't finished Great. it because I've been too lazy. So just bully me. Bully me, harass okay. me. And on Twitter, I'm Hardman underscore Amanda. It's a lot of nonsense. It's a lot of shenanigans. It's a lot of, it's a <laughs> lot of stuff. A lot of me. That's <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. And thank you for sh- coming on and sharing your original shenanigan and all of that. For those listening, thank you all so much for listening. New episodes every Wednesday. If you want more Swell, I put out a video every single Tuesday. If you would like to submit your shenanigans, again, podcast at gmail.com. By the time this episode comes out, I will have the Swell Shenanigans Podcast uh, Instagram set up. It'll be Swell Shenanigans Pod. That'll be all set up. Um, and yeah, again, make sure you subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you listen to podcasts and be sure to subscribe to the video channel on YouTube. And that's going to be it. Goodbye.